Do you have any weird sleeping habits? Uh, we tackled that today on the show because uh, a bit of a controversy over flipping over in your sleep. Yeah, it's still, it's gross. <laughs> Y'all need to get, get right. Uh, we found out Brian Riley has no idea what's going on in the rest of the world when it comes to money. And uh, trash flash hit a thousand. What if uh, if if someone names a child after you, but it's not your child? Are they a junior? <laughs> That's a question as old as time. In misconnections, we tackled that one. We got we covered a lot of ground today. You'll hear it all right now. <laughs> These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them. Already spicy. Yes, it is, and this is where Wood scours the internet to find couples who almost had a love connection, but couldn't quite do it. So we use the power of radio to see if we can thrust them back together. Title this one says, you can't quit me. Male for female. Let's go. Kaylin, it's Eric. I know for a fact you can't forget me. Mm. That is because, now follow along here. I'm listening. That is because Shawnee told me that you are pregnant and decided to call the baby Eric. Oh! <laughs> are you sure this is a misconnection? It sounds like they connected just fine. Uh, yeah. Does Lucas know that you named your baby after me? LOL? Is this trash flash or misconnection? Don't try telling me that this is some kind of, I believe this word is coincidence. But there's like a S in it. A coincidence? Yeah. I, I, don't try to tell me that this is some kind of coincidence. Naming your baby after the guy you dated right before this baby is a cry for me to come back. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. What small town was this in? How? By the way, if there's a Lucas right now just riding to work, <laughs> just found out he's going to be a dad, like, hey. Huh. Wait a second. That's, is that the end of it already? No. Oh, I was like, gosh, that was quick. I tried calling you, but you must have a new number. But this is the thing. I'm willing to come back if you have quit your cheating ways. <laughs> well, well, well. I will raise Eric Jr. <laughs> as my <laughs> own, and we can be a happy family that we always talked about. Lucas can go on and get gone as far as I care. Your call. I got the same number. I know you know it. Same number, same hood. Oh, my. What do you, do you think he's telling the truth? I couldn't. I honestly don't. Honestly, everybody outside of Lucas and Shawnee in this story sucks. <laughs> and little baby Eric. Little baby Eric did not. Well, he's not even here yet. He's getting dropped into just a firefight. Yeah. Yeah. One day he might be end up on misconnections or trash flash. One of the two. No, I believe that he will be that little flower that grows in the concrete. He's going to change the family tree. Come on, Eric. <laughs> not not that Eric. No, baby Eric. Baby Eric. Little Eric, baby Eric. Eric Junior. What'd you call him? I, I don't know. All right. What? I don't know, man. I, I can't see these two getting back together. I. At some point in time, I guarantee you they will get back together. <laughs> I just book it in ink. Oh, well, we'll see what happens, Wood. You've done all you can do, though. Ow. You've used the power of radio to see if you could thrust two people back together who almost had themselves a love connection. I guarantee you'll do it again next week. Oh, my. A little something we like to call misconnections. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Wood. I got great news for you. I want to introduce you to somebody. Who is 102 years old. Her name is Peggy Konzak. Ooh. Now, Peggy Konzak still teaches swimming 
at her local YMCA to babies. She does like a mother and baby swimming class. At 102. At 102 years old. Now, she says that she'll keep doing this until they can't even wheel her in a wheelchair next to the pool and just dump her in anymore. <laughs> she, she said this gives her this gives her purpose in life. Now, she started this back in 1945. So she was born in 1921. Uh, she met her husband when they were both teenagers, and they moved to Montana. Now, when they were there, they had a couple of kids. As the kids were kind of getting older, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom. As the kids were getting older, she decided, I'm going to go to school to be a hairstylist. But she always loved swimming at her local YMCA. Well, one time she was swimming there, and someone came up to her and said, hey, the swimming instructor can't make it for the baby mom class. Is there any way you can fill in? Because she had taken that, she had done that class with her kids when they were littler. Littler? More when they were little. Anyway, and so she was still there swimming all the time. And she thought, well, I'm not an instructor, but I'll give it a rip. You know, let's see what we can do. Now, a lot of people said, hey, you know, Peggy's a little bit old right now because back in 1945, she was 46 years old. Mm -hmm. And that that was too old to be teaching this class back then. But she loved doing it so much. And she did a great job. And the YMCA there just loved her. And so now, since 1945, she has been teaching the mother child swimming classes. At this YMCA. That is wild. Now, she goes in, she said, every Monday and Wednesday to to teach the classes, Mm -hmm. but she'll go in Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday in case they need any help. She's ready to jump in the pool with them and teach them. And she said, look, at my age, at 102, I could easily be lazy right now and no one would judge me for it. But she said, doing this every day gives my life purpose. I love seeing the babies. I love talking with the mothers. And she said, I know this is why I've lived to 102. Well, yeah, and not only just that, but the exercise that she's getting. Yeah, right. Think of how many... She doesn't look 102, that's for sure. Think how many people that she has interacted with in her life. Yeah, and she says that. She says that a lot of people will come up to her and be like, hey, Miss Peggy, you taught me how to swim back in the day. Or, you know, you, you and my mom, whatever. Like, she's just known around there as the women, woman who teaches swimming at the YMCA. And I bet you how many generations. Yeah, you know, well, like, I taught your mom and your mom's and your mom's mom to right. swim. Well, since 1945, she's been doing it. That is so cool. I just, I can't keep the... The picture of someone just wheeling wheelchair, know, just dumping her in, <laughs> wee blash. <laughs> yeah. But that, that is so cool, man, and good for her. You know, hey, we, we we say it a lot. Age is nothing but a number. I know it's never too late, never too early. And she lost her husband. What was it? Two years ago, he lived to the ripe old age of a hundred years old. Jeez. Yeah, and so and she said the same thing. They love to go swimming at the YMCA together. Good for and them. She thinks that's. She says that's why we live to such an old age. Maybe we need to get in the water. Uh, mm. hey, maybe. Get him ball. <laughs> Either way, I love this story. I love to see someone at 102 still out there doing their thing. We need stories like that, man. We get them every day at this time right here. Thanks to Audio Video Extremes. It's called Happy Hour. Kelly and Wood. It is now time for Minute to Win It. We come up with a topic and got to come up with things in that topic. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. That's right. What are we doing today? All right. Let's go Olympic events. Olympic events. <laughs> let's go. I think this. I might. I love the Olympics. Why I'm not, not? I'm not a sports guy, but man, I love the Olympics. I really need to bring my headphones back. This is. What? Dude, who's. It's Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Trust who, me. Who's I in, know. Who goes three days in radio without headphones? Look, some people got it and some people don't. I'm taking mine with me today. You're done. I'm, I'm, I never even used yours. I'm I don't know why you keep thinking I'm using yours. Because I have the best pair in here. 
Watch yourself. Uh, that's that's, that's now, debatable. That's like a doctor showing up without that heart sounding thingy. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's unprofessional. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I just I don't know how you go three days in radio without look, headphones. Look, watch your own bobber. We'll figure, I can't, I can't, we'll figure it out. Well, I'm concerned. Here's well, yeah, my thing. I'm, I'm concerned about the product that's going over the airwaves. You uh, call me stupid, but I remember my headphones. How stupid does that make you? Look. Guys, can we play the game? In, in radio, <laughs> in radio, game. there's one thing you have to bring to work, yeah, and I it's headphones. I don't have the one thing I need. You don't got to bring a briefcase. You I don't got to bring the I latest. I win again, just to, just to prove to you how superior you I am. You don't need to bring a laptop. You only need headphones. Well, it's too bad. I don't have them today. All, All right. right. Well, good. Maybe I got a shot at winning. Are we ready? Come on. Olympic events, <laughs> minute to win it. Here we go. Diving. All right. Swimming. I was gonna okay. Just... Speed skating. Ooh. Uh, speed. Ooh. Short and long track. Figure skating. Okay. We can do that, right? How about just track and field as a whole? Like it's like shot put, javelin. What about what about the what do they call that one? The equestrian? What is that one where they gotta <laughs> ski? They gotta ski and then shoot the targets? That's the triathlon. No, that's oh. track and field. Boom, got one. Roasted. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Skiing cost country. How about weightlifting? They, oh, that's a good one. I had that on my list. How about ping pong? Basketball. Do they still do ping pong? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's huge in like uh, the Scandinavian countries. Is it? Okay. Uh, curling. Gymnastics. Snowboarding. Synchronized swimming. Oh, yeah. That's a water polo. Down, downhill skiing. Skiing. Yeah, that's one. Ski jumping. <laughs> Bobsledding. Okay. Oh, bobsled. Luge. Skeleton. Ooh. Oh, dang, that was my eighth in the hole. I shouldn't have said it. Shot put. Fencing. Mm. Ah! I used my ace in the hole. And shot put was part of track and field, too. No. Well, then you can't say track and field. How dare yeah, you, so He does that all the time. Right. He so I might as well just say an answer. I might as well say Summer Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't, can't, can't say anything now. We could, that would have been a nice minute of just sitting there listening to the timer. <laughs> you know what? I'll take you guys serious if you weren't a dumb-dumb and the guy forgets his headphones. <laughs> Why am I a dumb-dumb? Because <laughs> I can see the clock and I still never win? <laughs> that might have something. All right, well, Wood takes it today. Hi-oh! In minute to win it. Kelly and Wood. All right, so what is this conversation that took place at the bar about weird sleeping habits? So we had a couple bring up one of these things that just drives this young lady wild, right? That wild, That's like in a good way or bad? Class it up here. Well, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to clarify for everyone listening. So this couple has a fan at the end of the bed, okay. right? Now, I don't know about anyone else. I kind of think you're weird if you can sleep without a fan in your room, right? Yeah. Not, a, not nothing weird there. But apparently, the gentleman gets very hot at night. People, some, some people run hot. Darn near every night, according to these two. Now, common sense is, what do you do? You kick off the covers, get the fan on you. Put one leg out. Cool, right? Yeah. Even if. Oh, cool, little core. His answer to cooling down was to peel all the covers back, Okay. pick up his pillow, put it at the base of the bed, and flip himself 180 degrees, putting his head mm-hmm. at the bottom of the bed, directly in front of the fan. Oh, I bet he gets the best night's sleep of his life. And then his feet, his junk feet, <sighs> up at the head of the bed, directly next to her face. <laughs> and Brian Riley was like, oh, that's a great idea. That's disgusting. That's a power move. Oh. Well, if you took a shower before bed, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's still Your feet. F- yeah, but they're clean. No. Some people love feet. Yeah, no. Uh, some people, weirdos. So, yeah, some people love to have feet right next to their face all night long. No. It's a dream. 
Give him a little kiss. Oh! <laughs> you know what? I would have been against this until my wife gets really... The chemotherapy would make my wife super hot at night when mm-hmm. she was sleeping and all the drugs that they're pumping into her body. So she like got a little clip fan and put it on the bed. I love when she turns that thing on and that cold air just blows across my face when I'm sleeping. So do you sleep with no fan at all to begin with? No, I got a fan going. Okay. I always got a fan going in the room, but I'm just saying that's that's a little extra. So I can see why this guy does that because there is no better feeling than when you're running a little hot, and then oh. look, there's no better feeling than getting that that air right on the dome while you're while you're yeah. sleeping. Oh. oh my god, it's like sleeping on the beach or oh, something. It's so nice. And again, the feet are just a, a side effect. I don't have a problem again with a fan right on your face, blowing right there. I, I coastline, hundred percent. My problem is putting your feet in someone else's face. Like, you're getting up and moving. There's a reason we as a society have all agreed, heads go here, feet go there. No, I, don't, look, I, don't you, think they, I don't think we ever fully agreed no. on that. Yeah, we did. Look, we, you bought we, the mattress. You're trying to use every inch of that thing, right? You, you, we, you get what you pay for. We saw one person do it back in, like, the 20s, and then we've just done it ever since like that. Oh, If I woke up and... I love my wife to death, and her feet were in my face. I would turn in a Kurt Angle and put her in an ankle lock immediately. <laughs> I'd be worried about catching a spare kick in the face in the middle of the night. Right. That, that would be my fear. I don't. I don't. Feet are just skin, uh, just like your. No, just like, they're just like your. They're, they're leg hands. That's all they are to me. <laughs> Sound worse. Yeah, you got those gross feet. You got the toenails. Well, maybe you do. Maybe yeah. your feet are gross. Yeah. yeah. Look. I think it depends on the foot. I have a very attractive feet. I got nice feet. Yeah. You got nice feet, Wood? No, my feet are terrible. Yeah, well, that's right. feet well, are gross. No, wonder why, no one wants that by their face. Well, I worked in a car dealership. I was in a wash bay. My feet were wet for like eight hours a day. I, I, Always an excuse. Tough mm-hmm. coming back. People are texting in. Vicky says, I do that too. Gross. Yep. Lisa, why not move the fan? That was my exact question. Why not well, bring the fan to you? Well, what if you got a headboard and you can't move the fan up? It, put it right next to you. Blast it over your head. But then she then she gets none of the enjoyment of the fan. Yeah, it's a team effort. It yeah. would still wash over her at some point. I don't point think so, man. But then what if he's what if he's breathing out nasty breath and then the fan is catching it and pushing it right in her face? But here's the other thing I brought up. I said, well, let's be honest here. Let's put all the cards on the table. What are you sleeping in? And he was sleeping in like shorts and stuff. I said, "Well, there's your mistake. Go buck naked, right? And mm. you'll, you'll be fine." Yeah, but if you got kids, I, I don't. I, I got I, kids. I know. <laughs> not my problem. But you, you put wood first. I do. Blast <laughs> <laughs> it up. We're not that kind of show. How dare you? It's all about children. But I also have my own sheet, so I'm able to kind of incubate myself in my cocoon of nudity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You tuck yourself in like a little burrito. By the way, that's an awesome band name, Cocoon of Nudity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, Team Wood. There we go. Other people saying absolutely. I would be irate if feet were in no my face. I, I I couldn't care less. Mm. Well, all right. So we got people that want to call in and text on this one right here. So, okay. Is this wrong? Is it wrong? To, and what is your weird sleeping habit that maybe people would look down on you for? Because we all do something. Like, all right, you guys obviously have a problem with me being all natural in bed. Yeah. What's the weird thing you do? I, nothing. Get out. I sleep like a, just a normal human being. There's got to be something. I, I got a question. Are you doing the all natural when you're sharing a room with like Kelly and... Chicago. No, no I, he, I, Zen Zen said I wasn't allowed. So he just, no, he just comes out of the shower naked. Yeah. Like, hey, what'd you say? <laughs> I'll come out nude. Yeah, I'll then draws up. But honestly, it's miserable. I can't get comfortable when I sleep with someone else in the room. The people I've seen most nude in my life goes my wife, 
and then wood. <laughs> <laughs> and the enjoyable enjoyability factor was switched, actually. <laughs> All right, here, let's take this call. 320-656-9453. Would you be mad if someone's feet were in your face like this? Oh, yeah, that bugged the heck out of me. So do you yep. and your spouse have any weird habits like that? Um, no, usually I just fart. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and I don't think that's weird. I think a lot of guys do. Oh, uh, yeah. Cosign, my friend, cosign. I still remember one time I was dating this girl, and this was like early on in the relationship, and she stayed over at my house. Sorry, I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget, oh, I was I was dozing off. I, I go, and I was like, oh, well, that's the end of that relationship. Like, I literally <laughs> farted right on her. <laughs> but, you know, it's a new relationship, so you're trying to hold it in the entire time you're around each other. Not me. It's part of my mating dance. <laughs> Well, hopefully it was just all gas and it wasn't a No. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Blast it off. Come How on. How did we go down this road so quick? You. I, just, well, I some, don't know. You, you, you brought it up. Exactly. But sometimes I wonder if that girl ever thinks about that. Like, I remember I was laying in bed with Kelly and he tooted right on me. Oh, she, A, doesn't remember your name, and B, yeah, she talks about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, 320-656-9453. We gotta, here, we'll get to this call next because we got to take a quick break. Kelly and Wood. Do you have a weird habit when you sleep at night? That's what got started the conversation because you guys are saying that you met someone who said that their uh, spouse flips upside down when they're sleeping. Right. So they can have their head by the fan, but then their feet are up in their wife's face. And I said, that's disgusting. Brian Riley defended it almost as if it was something he did his own. It's a natural thing. What about your wife's feet? Are they nice? I have no idea. You never look at them? I, not well, really. she always wear socks? I, I, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, I am 100% out on feet. Are you okay. like, scared of feet? I, I just, it's what not... Ha- what happened to you? They're utilitarian. Who hurt you? They're all about getting around. That's all they're for. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they get you to to and fro. That you, is it. You've never seen a woman with a nice like painted up toenails and all that, and be like, "Wow, she has nice feet." No. Oh, that's mm, interesting. No. They're clod hoppers, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hooves, if you will. But hey, you know what? To each their own. Other people texting in saying with some odd sleeping habits. How about this one? My husband is actually a sleepwalker. Oh, man. He will get up in the middle of the night, and he will go off and do whatever he does. We have to put locks on the doors to make sure he doesn't go out of the house. That's terrible. A lot of kids will do that. That's terrifying. Murphy does it a little bit. When your kids sleep, my kids did sleepwalk for a little while, especially when we first moved here. I think they were stressed out. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's the most terrifying. It's like looking at a zombie. Because they're there, but they're not. Right. And she says, like, at one point in time, he got up and made himself a sandwich, took two bites, went out. Fell back asleep on the couch. Have you ever heard of people like night eating or whatever or sleep eating? Mm-mm. Well, they'll like wake up and they ate like a whole gallon of ice cream and don't even remember it. Sounds like this dude right there. Yeah. Sounds like me on like the evening time. <laughs> Scary, oh. man. Uh, other people texting in says, my girlfriend has to have her hand on me to fall asleep. I can't have anyone touching me. No, I don't like that. My wife's always like, can we cuddle while we... I'm like, no, that's no. not what God meant us for. That's so much heat. That's, see, that's why you flip upside down. That's a lot of generated heat right there. Yeah. It's and like then sleeping gotta, with a furnace. And then you flip over to the fan with your head next to it. Ooh, yeah. Now, what do you wear to bed? Oh, nada. So you, too, are team nude. Yeah, you got to be. We'll see. You got to be. I, y'all don't even like draws on when you go to bed? No. Oh. No. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? Right, a kid walks in. I'm good. I'm covered in with a sheet. I don't have okay. one. What if What if the kid? What if What if the sheet pops off? 
What if what if my wife rolls over and pulls the sheets off of me? Oh, that's a her problem. And I, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a whole family problem if one of the kids walks in. Because you know what? Worst case scenario, a burglar breaks into my house. I come out that room buck naked. Oh man, I advantage me. He's yeah, he's done. Because by the time his eyes take in the entire picture, I'm on him. His <laughs> life of crime is over at that point. <laughs> and then you oil up, and it's Greco-Roman wrestling right there in the living room. Uh, other people texting in, I can only sleep in a chair. Oh, my God. It's got to be terrible. Oh, uh, years ago, my brother made something to eat in the night. Didn't end up eating it, but we found it in the morning. He was eating chips and milk together. Oh, <laughs> yikes. My wife sleep yells at me. Been there. Yeah. Been there. You know. <laughs> Why? They're not going to take those hours off of yelling at you. <laughs> That's, that's prime yelling time. Got to sharpen the skills. <laughs> right. All right. We got someone sitting on the phone says their husband does something when he sleeps. That's weird. What is it? Um, my husband sleeps like he's in a coffin. Really? Okay. Like, does he look like Dracula with his arms across his chest? Yep. Pretty much. He does. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Does he move at all during the evening? Oh, yeah. He's a tosser and turner, but once he's comfortable, that's where he sits. So Man. he must snore like crazy then. Yeah. <laughs> and you just have to sit there and deal with it, huh? Pretty much. Oof. Yeah, that's the rough part is the snoring. I'm just trying to, because sleeping on your back like that, it's almost impossible not to snore. I sleep on my back. I don't snore. Who says? Uh, me. I've slept in a room with you before. You snore. Back when I was a heavy fella, yeah. No, I'm talking about recently when we you stayed together. When we've stayed together, you snore a little bit. You know, why don't we let this caller go so you and I can continue this <laughs> argument off air? I am sorry. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. It's now time to play Win the Intern's Lunch. We don't know where any of our interns are, so we had Brian Riley step in to answer these questions. And we asked him yesterday questions about currency. Mm-hmm. And I believe we have Shannon on the phone right now, ready to play. Shannon, what are you up to? Um, just going to work. Okay. Are you ready to play Win the Intern's Lunch? I'll try. All right. Have you ever traveled the world? Um, no, I wish I did. Okay. All right. Probably the same, same area as our boy Brian Riley here. <laughs> okay. Right. So we asked Brian Riley, but we would give him a country, and then we'd ask what type of currency they use there. Right. What do they call it? And you, it. And you just had to guess when you get the answers right or wrong. Okay, I'll try. All right. The first country that we asked Brian Riley, what kind of currency do they use there? Was Mexico? Will he know that one? I think he was Mexico. Yes. You think he'll know that one? I I'm hoping so. All right, let's <laughs> see what he said. All right, Brian, what is the official currency of Mexico? Mm. I know. It's- oh, well, I should probably turn your mic on. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. Uh, well, as a half Mexican myself, I would like to go out and say the peso. That is kind of oh, very good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. He got that one. For the culture. Well, That's, right. Yeah. That's right. So you just got to get best two out of three. The next question, <laughs> Shannon. We asked Brian Riley, what type of currency do they use in South Africa? Will he get that one? No. You don't think so? All right. Let's see. All right, Brian Riley. Mm-hmm. What does South Africa use for their currency? Well, as a person who has never left the country, um, <laughs> you haven't even gone to Canada or Mexico. N- never once. Oh God, I don't even. I don't even know how to get a passport. I'm gonna be honest. Dang. All right, so South Africa they use uh, chiclets. I don't know chiclets. I don't know. I have no. <laughs> what, uh, I I can't even think of something that'd be South African. I chiclets. That's what I'm going with. I don't All know. right. 
That is incorrect. Yeah, I have <laughs> Wow, yeah. dang it. I well, tried to build a little suspense there. <laughs> you should have just went for it. They actually used something called the Rand. Ooh. Durant, like Duran Duran? No, the Rand. Oh, the <laughs> Rand. Got it. Yeah, he got that one wrong in spectacular fashion. <laughs> actually, got that wrong twice. Well, okay, Shannon, you've already won Brian Riley's lunch, okay? But would you like to see Sounds if you can good. get a, Would you like to see if you can get the clean sweep? Uh, I'd love to now. All right, we asked Brian Riley, what type of currency do they use in Russia? Will he know that one? No. All right, let's see. Brian Riley, what do they use in Russia for currency? Dang it. Uh, they use I don't Putin bucks. Uh, <laughs> Cole's cash. Yeah, give me five Vladdies, please. <laughs> I don't know what they use. Uh, do they use euros? I'm going to say euros. I don't know why. Probably not right, but euros? That is incorrect. Uh, yeah. This is the answer that... They're not even in Europe. No. No. <laughs> uh, they use something called the ruble. The rubles. Yeah. What keeps yelling rubles? I, I didn't know, know that was that a was, real thing. Well, that was what's answer for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, he got that one wrong, too. Well, Shannon, not only did you win Brian Riley's lunch, you got the clean sweep. Woo! Woo! Kelly and Wood. I've talked about one of the greatest trips I ever took was out west mm-hmm. to do a snowmobile trip with my mom, mom and my dad and my brother. Right. And our guide told us, day one, he says, look, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not scared of bears. I'm not scared of wolves. I'm not scared of any of that stuff. Moose terrify me. Yeah. And he says, I'm just telling you guys, we stay way away from moose. I don't care if it's a baby moose, mama moose, whatever. You stay as far as you away because if they get mad, it's not a if they'll hurt you. It's a how bad they'll hurt you. Well, that's like that thing that I did in uh, maybe it's just me one time that in Alaska, you're supposed to leave your car's door, car doors open. So that if you like encounter a moose on the street, you got some shelter you can get into. Yeah. Like if the moose came into town there. Yeah. You just like went around it. Yeah. Like you just, hey, oh, give it its space. Go around. And guess what? It's they are gigantic and very scary and one gentleman in colorado just found this out his name is charlie lodwick now he was inside his house just moved to colorado and he heard a ruckus outside so he ran outside and had his phone with him and outside there were two gigantic moose fighting and he recorded this and there's two moose out here fighting by my damn truck <laughs> i'm trying to move baby the hell i'm gonna say to a moose what's wrong with you <laughs> Oh, my God. Tell them to move. I can't tell a moose to move. Let's hope they don't get it back. What is they fighting for? I'm going to tear up every damn thing. Don't tell them to move. Shut up. All right. Get out the back of my truck. Get out the truck. I'm out. I can't move this. Shouldn't have moved out here. We shouldn't have moved out here. The best part is his wife is telling him, tell him to move. <laughs> what the hell am I going to say to a moose? What's wrong with you? Man, do we ever have anywhere where we could save that audio clip and use it? Because I like, what the hell am I supposed to say to a moose? I think we have, anytime we bring up a moose story from here on out, we're going to have, what am I going to say to a moose? Oh, man, that was great. I uh, just, and, um, to, and like the video of the, these moose going at it. Like, oh, it's nuts. When they 
touch one of these cars. It like rocks yeah. all the way. Oh man, that is too funny. <laughs> it was my truck. What the hell are they fighting for? <laughs> Time to move, baby. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Pretty sure we all know who Jesse Owens is. I mean, me not even being a sports guy, I know exactly who Jesse Owens is. And if you don't, take 10 minutes out of your day, educate yourself. What, now, a, what a human. In the 1936 Olympics, there's a very famous picture after he won the gold for the long jump. And he's standing there with his hand on his heart. And there's a man behind him saluting Hitler, I guess, is mm-hmm. who he's saluting. Well, that man's name was Lutz Long. And he was a German who shared training tips with Owens. And they were... Friendly at yes. the Olympics, um, which is just an amazing thing. Because I'm guessing being a German and being friends with a black dude at the Olympics was probably not looked very fair. Like very, I'm sure they weren't Favorably, happy. About, yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't think of the word right now. He walked arm in arm with Owens in the bowl during the Olympics, which was a, as you can guess, a massive no-no. Right in Germany at the time. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, after the Olympics, these two stayed in touch and. Um, all just through mail, really. I mean, if you think about it, it was 1936. There was really no other way to do it. Now, unfortunately, Long was killed in in 1943 uh, as in the invasion of Sicily because he was fighting in World War II. But this last letter that he wrote to Jesse Owens is so cool because if you think about, you got this German who's fighting for the Germans. You have this American, and the fact that they stayed in touch. So here's what he wrote. He said, "I am here, Jesse." Where it seems there's only dry sand and the wet blood. I do not fear so much for myself, my friend Jesse. I fear of my woman who is home and my young son Carl, who has never really known his father. My heart tells me, if I be honest with you, that this is the last letter I shall ever write. If it is so, I ask you something. It is something so very important to me. It is you go to Germany when this war is done someday, find my Carl, and tell him about his father. Tell him, Jesse, what times were like when we were not separated by war. I am saying, tell him how things can be between men on this earth. I can't believe people used to write letters like this. This is amazing. Uh, he said, and then he said, if you, if you do something for me, this thing that I need the most to know will be done. I do something for you. Now I tell you something I know you want to hear, and it is true. That hour in Berlin when I first spoke to you, when you had your knee upon the ground, I knew that you were in prayer. Then I, and this, this kind of gets hard for me to pronounce because I'm not sure exactly what he's trying to say sure. there. He said, then I not know how I know now I do. I know it's never by chance that we came together. I came to you in that hour in 1936 for purpose more than der, der Berliner Olympiad. I'm guessing that's the Berlin Olympics. Yeah. Uh, he said, and you, I believe will read this letter. Why it should not be possible to reach you ever for a purpose more even than our friendship, I believe this shall come about because I think now that God will make it come about. This is what I have to tell you, Jesse. I think I might believe in God, and I pray to him that even while it should not be possible for this to reach you ever, these words I write will still be read by you. Thank you, your brother Luz. Mm. Which is just an amazing thing that he would write this letter. The last letter he ever writes is to Jesse Owens, that he knew from the Olympics. And Jesse Owens did just that. He went and took care of of uh, Lutz's son, Carl. Mm-hmm. And the two families became as one family. Like, yeah. Jesse Owens became a part of their family. Their part family became a part of his. And it's amazing to think back, because I had never heard this story before. Yeah, And it's weird to think, when you look at the picture, Jesse Owens up there on at the top of the podium, and the guy behind him giving the, the Hail Hitler salute, mm-hmm. and they stayed friends, and 
It became family, really. One of the most powerful pictures you will ever see. Oh, man. It gives me chills every time I see it. And honestly, when you think about it, like, honestly, it's it's sad because the word, like, in, like, the meaning of, like, war gets thrown around, like, way too easily. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But that was a guy who was fighting against this side. And he just says, right. look, man, if this goes wrong for me. Yeah, I need you to do this favor. Think like think of the lines that that crosses. Oh my gosh! Right. And that doesn't even that doesn't even talk about the you know the racial stuff that was yep. going on. Obviously, I mean it's just it's amazing to me. Yeah, like that kind of stuff happened. And that was the last letter that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Man, just that that's a powerful one, man. It is, and uh, you know it's it's amazing to think about. And look, look man, there's stuff like this all throughout our history. Like yep. there's these amazing people that we just forget, and we. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to get on a soapbox or anything. But these people that we pay so much attention to now, right? Well, when we just when we get back down to being humans with one another, it's amazing how we can act. And that's the thing, man. We're all the same on the inside. Just show everybody a little love, man. I'm pretty sure today wasn't just me. No, today th- this was a great one, man. But a lot of times, maybe it is just me. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Man, it sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. North Carolina, my friend. Again, North Kakalaka. It's a busy day. Well, that's where we have a gentleman. He is out Causing a ruckus. His name's Jamichael Walton, 30 years old, and he is beating on the side of a house. Oh, that's... Jeez, not that much. (laughs) He's telling the woman inside, get on out here. Now, the woman inside is actually his sister-in-law. Now, no word on what is going on and what this argument is about, but needless to say, nearby people said, hey, we need to call 911. When authorities showed up, Walton... Then decided, you know what? I'm not sticking around for this. And began to run off on foot. Well, sure enough, officers gave chase. And the choice was not long. He was quickly tackled, but continued to kick and fight as officers had to subdue him. When they finally did, they noticed that he had some stuff in his pocket. So they get him handcuffed, they place him in the squad car, they start going through everything. At this point in time, Walton, does he settle down? It's about time to. You would think, right? Yeah. Nope, he decides, you know what, I'm going to start threatening everyone. As soon as I get out of jail, I'm coming back and I'm going to kill every single one of y'all. Bye, Well, inside of his pockets, they found cocaine. Ah. Walton denied the booger sugar, said, no, that's not mine, that has to be someone else's. Now, maybe that works. Maybe he could have gotten away with it. The problem was, Walton also had cocaine all over his nose. You are a crackhead. That'll get you. Officer said, hey, 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 are you sure it's not yours? <laughs> nah, man, it's not mine. Not mine. Well, even in his mugshot, he still has a little bit of cocaine <laughs> underneath the old sniffer. He is now facing numerous charges, including felony possession of cocaine, also, uh, you know, some battery charges, resisting arrest, etc., etc. Lock him up. Yeah, it'll get you, man. All right. So, uh, what was the first offense? Because I hit that. Exp- oh, he was beaten on the side of a house. Yeah. 
Uh, that's going to get you 175 points. That's just an odd thing to be doing. Do you believe you are the big bad wolf? I totally don't get why we'd just be knocking on the side of a house. Mm-hmm. So he gets 175 points for that. Shout out to that well-made house, too, by the way. Um, now, what would be his second offense? Uh, running from police officers. That's always going to get you at least 150 points in the trash flash. Then he fought with police officers. Then fighting with police officers is going to get you 200. That's a big one right there, because we don't we don't tolerate that foolishness. Said he was going to kill everyone. Um, when I get out, I'm killing everyone. That's trashy. That's super trashy. Especially was in the backseat of a cop car. Right. Mm-hmm. Having cocaine in your pocket. Trashy. That's trashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get that 150 points. Denying that it's yours when it's all over your nose. That's trashy. Dude, that's super trashy. Yeah. I, I'm I'm shocked that he would even pull that mess. Not to mention stupid. Here we go. This one's good. This one may put us over the top. Yeah. Having cocaine on your face in your mugshot. That's trashy, dude. That's bad. You, you try and tell me that's not trashy. It's pretty trashy. And I will shut this show down. <clears throat> that's 175 points if you ask me. Okay. Is that seem about right for you? I think that's about right. I didn't I didn't expect for this to happen wow, today. Wow, I had no clue we were going to get here. I, I don't know how that happened. Did I score too high? Did I accidentally hit multiply instead of plus? He also got arrested, too. I did. I think I gave him 75 okay. for that. I, I don't know how this happened today, Wood. I was shocked because that was such a quick story, but... Wow, let's we, go. Well, we crack a thousand. It's a celebration. Cat and I, Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat and I, Joe. We got one more. Here we go. If it had been for Cat and I, Joe, I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat and I, Joe. Man, what a shock today was to crack a thousand. Man, that's a celebration, Wood. Well, when you do break the law with drugs all over your face, that'll get you. I think it was the cocaine on his nose in his mugshot that really made me think this guy deserves a thousand. Mm-hmm. And he got it today. Our gentleman with the booger sugar earns himself a whopping 1,275 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. It's our first break of the day. I'm sorry, but I started out talking about doing fix doing repairs on my boat again. You should be proud, man. I, I had to fat. You, well, you'll hear it all right now. I don't need to say it, but you should be very proud. Woods doing repairs now, also. And what's your favorite burner on the stove? Right, bunch of weirdos out there. And what makes you feel fancy when you eat? Ooh. We covered all of that today in our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Ooh, all right. Come on now, and we're back. Come on now. I got. So I bit my cheek so hard over the weekend. You know when you bite it and you hear it crunch? Mm-hmm. So that's why, once again, I'm having you, to talk with hardly moving my mouth. I was going to say, why are you talking weird? Because I, I am in so much pain. You look like a bad ventriloquist. <laughs> well, <laughs> if this thing gets worse, I'm going to be a good ventriloquist. I'm trying to move without, I'm trying to talk without moving my cheek at all. Because it hurts, man. How often do you bite the inside of your mouth? Oh, man. So I think I have thick cheeks or something. What were you doing? Chewing gum. Stop chewing gum. I, well, I had to have fresh breath. <laughs> I was I was DJing a wedding. I'm not going to go talk to the bride with foot mouth. Why not? Because. If this is better? I need to give her the whole experience. Congratulations. I'm so happy about <laughs> well, your wedding. Well, it didn't go into an instant canker sore the second oh. I bit it. I was able to get through the rest of the evening. Ah. But man, does it hurt now. To hell with your career, I see. You know what it is? It's when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you feel is terrible pain. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to it's hard to pull the plane up after that, you know? Man. That's the, yeah. Now here, now you know what's going to happen. Every day is a struggle. For the next 20 minutes. I'm not going to talk about no, it No, anymore. no, 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 no. Oh. Every single person that has a canker sore fix. Oh, yeah. Is going to come through here and try to tell you. And I, who see the text messages... 
first and foremost, we'll be looking at the inside of people's mouths <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. So I, I, I'm happy we're working through this for you. Oh, man, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so bad. But anyway, I will power through. I will power through <laughs> for you, Hood. Oh, that's such a great thing. I need a, I need like a dummy or what do they call it? Uh, a ventriloquist? What do you call a ventriloquist? I think it's a dummy. A mannequin? What do you call I'm sure thing? they've changed since it's like offensive to <laughs> you know, morons. All right. Well, we can get started here. They've had to change it to, you know, doll or something. <laughs> Wooden figure who speaks. Hey, whoa. Now that's offensive to me. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. That was a good rap, dude. Did, didn't it? Well, okay, but you can rhyme hump day and bump day. I think you just said too many words. No, it it worked just fine. Maybe because you're going slower, too. You didn't grow up in the streets, dude, so don't try and tell me how to rap, Uh, all right? I'm pretty gangster. You didn't grow up in the streets. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yes, we'll tough it through. Because you know anyone who says the word gangster like gangster? Yeah, dude, I was total gangster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, children. Either way, Wood, I had a huge accomplishment yesterday. For four days, I was trying to remove a bolt. Oh, we're back to, oh, on the boat. Oh, the I'm boat. sorry. Let's talk about something else. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I didn't know what you were talking about. You're, you're talking about accomplishments in your mouth. So <laughs> well, watch yourself. Not that well, kind of show. That's, that's, so the bluegill, <laughs> the part that was that was locked and you broke it off, but then you met, you fashioned your own tool. I had to fashion my own tool to, remove this, to remove this piece of... Of, of hardware from a boat motor. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we're in Minnesota, so talking about a boat motor, a lot of people can probably relate. I imagine. More boats per capita than any other state in the Union, I I reckon. Take that, Iowa. That's right. Mm-hmm. Do they even have lakes in Iowa? Yeah, I imagine there's like two. I know they got like the Mississippi passes through there, doesn't it? How dare they? Any, either way. So uh, yesterday, I was like, I, I was sitting in the house, and I was like, I got to figure this out. I can't have my boating season done. It's almost over. Summer's fixing to be over in three weeks. We've only just begun. (laughs) Although you can maybe get the boat out a little bit in September. But either way, I was like, I got to figure this out. And I did it. I couldn't. Hey. No no one was more shocked than me that I was able to get this bolt out of this mode. How'd you do it? I drilled another hole through the bolt. I grabbed a piece of a hex wrench, a hex head wrench. I put it in a vice grip, put it through the hole in the bolt where I drilled the hole and turned it out. Just like I said yesterday, my dad has always told me, there's a tool for every job, and then it makes it easy. I had to I had to fashion my own tool, though. Oh, why don't you slap a patent on this bad boy? Because I don't know when you would ever need something like this ever again. You say that. I, I'm tell, Can I be honest with you? I got an adrenaline rush when that thing started coming off. Oh, that's a great feeling. I was texting pictures to everybody like, I did it. Look at me. <laughs> I, I posted a picture on Facebook. I was like, good. I got this thing out, man. That a boy. I'm proud of you. Now I just got to find that part, though. Oh, you dropped it? I, no, 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 no. I mean, I got to find a replacement <laughs> for it. You dropped it and you, as you jump up for joy? Yeah, I dropped it in the motor. It's total trash now. <laughs> it fell in the carburetor. Nope. I don't even know if that thing has a carburetor. I don't know. But no, I was like, all right, now I just have to find something called a ball stud. Right here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> You're not big enough, trust me. <laughs> not for this job. Oh, you don't need the needle nose pliers. That's fine. <laughs> Either way, now I see, like, I always wonder if, like, mechanics have this sense of accomplishment every day. For the brief time that I did HVAC work, mm-hmm. when I would walk into a house and a furnace wasn't working and I was able to get it working, Man, that sense of accomplishment is just, it feels so good. Dare I say, you 
with the wind beneath my wings yesterday. You fixed something? Well, so, all right, everyone listening right now mm-hmm. has a favorite burner on the stove, and oh, it's the absolutely. bottom right one. You're absolutely right. Exactly. When you're looking at the stove, <laughs> everyone uses that bottom that's right so one. so funny you said that. That's the one. I, that's my go-to. The other day, I, I was getting stuff ready to make dinner. I do, I'd say 75% of the cooking in my house. Well, you're a hell of a cook, though. Boom. Put it down on my burner. Turn it on low. I start dicing something else. And I turn over, and like, the oil I put on there is burning. And I thought to myself, how, the, how long have I been chopping? Well, it turns out that this burner, no matter what level you put it on, she goes hot. Face of the sun instantly. Right. right? Yep. So I start Googling. Apparently, this is a very common problem. It's a very simple fix where you have to like take off the back of the oven and you have to replace this one part. Right. I ordered the part yesterday. Whoa. Instead of calling a repair service like I normally would. Which you would do, which is fine. Because it's electricity. I don't, I don't monkey with electricity. Make sure you unplug it before you... Wait, is yours gas or electric? Electric. Okay, yeah. Make sure you unplug it before you start poking around back Don't there. you tell me what to do with my life? Hey, hey it's 220 volts right through your Shavanska. That's you- fine. <laughs> I need to call that a little afternoon jolts. <laughs> but, uh, so I kind of thought myself, hey, look, I know Kelly somewhere is trying his best to fix that boat. Yeah. I'm going to try to fix this oven. Good for you. Now, if yours goes wrong, you lose a piece of crap boat that only you enjoyed riding on. Yes. I go wrong. We starve to death. All your house burns down. Well, hey. I got insurance. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that now. Now that I've said it, the insurance company's like, ah, yeah. to hell. Yeah, I heard you say you're going to replace it yourself. Nice try, buddy. But I, it'll be interesting to see when that part comes in on Friday. I plan on fixing that. But I, getting back to the oven, yeah, we had to cook with the other burner last night. I bet dinner tasted terrible. No, it was just awkward. Yeah. It was just so weird to be cooking. Just that little... What, 18 inches of difference? It throws off your mojo. It did. It totally did. I had a hard time like moving all the things around because I'm trying to make sure the mushrooms are done on time. Oh, yeah. Bebopping and skedadding, and it threw everything off. Well, I, I'll tell you that I don't even know if I've ever used another burger on our stove. Right. And if that happened to me when I was doing breakfast or something, shoot, I don't know what I'd do. We, we wouldn't eat. Lindsay texting in. Lindsay's a weirdo. Bottom left burner. No. Lindsay, turn it around. No. Lindsay, what are you doing? Yeah. Try that right bottom yeah. one, Lindsay. She, this ain't the UK, all right? Yeah. <laughs> We're on the right side. Yeah, maybe unless Lindsay's left-handed. That's the only thing I could think of. How about this? That would be the go-to. You ever had all four burners going at once? Yes. Oh, I feel like I feel like Wolfgang Puck when I got that oh, going on. right. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. You're just grabbing towels. Yeah. You got it, No, you got it over your shoulder. <laughs> you got to have the towel over your shoulder just real quick. You know, wipe down. A couple of spoons there so you can taste what you have going on. You're at the kids, hey, yeah. my sauce is thickening. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> the best is when you got a piece of meat on, say, the smoker outside, mm-hmm. and you're doing all the and you're running back and forth, and it's like hot behind, hot yeah. behind. Let's go. And everyone's like, Dad, your sauce is macaroni and cheese from Kraft. We got mac and cheese all day. Let's go. It's thickening up. It's thickening up. Sievert's also a weirdo. Top right burner. Who's reaching over what things? What the hell? See, then you're spilling all over the other burners. Right. That's. Uh, what are you from, Canada? <laughs> but do you, did your mom 
Because we used to have the house that had the plug-in burners, right, that you could pull out. Oh, yeah. The that's, the old, that's the old style, yeah. And then your mom would wrap that little thing on the bottom underneath that in foil? No, we had an electric. We had a gas stove. Oh. Yeah. we. I, you know, for the things that we didn't have growing up, a gas stove was one of them. Classy. That was a must. Yeah. But that thing was like from the 40s. The, but see, gas stoves growing up scared me. Because I was just thought, all right, won't go. That house is going to blow well, up at you know some what, point in time. Can I tell you what's scary about that stove? It really was old as hell. Like when a pilot light would go out, there was like, I don't think there was any safety mechanism to shut it off. Yeah. So this thing was so old, it didn't have that tick, 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 tick. Like it Ooh. had a constant pilot light going. And when one would go out, you'd walk in the house and be like, holy cow. Yeesh. Yeah, dude, it was it was a wild scene when I was growing up. You're sitting on a powder keg. <laughs> Tina texted in, bottom left, my stove is weird. Both big burners are on the bottom, so bottom left. Where the hell did you get that thing? Babs, front left burner. Chrissy, front left for small pans, front right for large. That's the way to do it. Well, that's glass. Boy, we're really getting to the bottom of something here, aren't we? I'm just saying, we're, we're always oh, you know, on there. You know what's funny, too? Our consultant is in Minneapolis right now. He's probably listening, and you know what he's going to tell us? Guys, the burner conversation went on way too long. Oven talk, guys? Really? (laughs) Anyway, we are Kelly and Wood, and we're so happy that you're here with us this morning. Wood, how was your evening, sir? It was nice. You know, as I mentioned, we uh, had ourselves a fantastic meal last night. Yes. Prepared by you. Well... Part of it. Okay. Because my wife didn't work last night, and we really do enjoy cooking together. I know. Dude, I've said it a million times. I'm not being facetious. You're a phenomenal cook. And I will say this. Anytime we eat anything Asian. Yes. The big boy breaks out the chopsticks. Whoa. Did you make sticky rice? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my wife makes this killer bourbon chicken like you get at the mall. Mm. By the way, yes, that is probably the extent of our Asian cooking. Boy, you guys really went deep into that culture. Yeah. And we also, you know, just do one on a, you know, right there with a toothpick and hand little samples out to the kids as they walk by. On a foam plate. Would you like some? Yeah. But it was, I love getting out the chopsticks because it makes me feel authentic. Okay. And I've mastered the chopstick. Yeah. It is one of those things that you have to stick with a little bit, right? It's it's awkward at first, and you're tempted to grab the fork. Oh, without a doubt. Especially because, when you get down to the last bit of rice. Right. You're hungry, and you're like, dang it. But you have to stick with it. Now, they'll make like the little cheaters for the kids, you know, that you just yeah. snap them in there, and like those little, work well. little rubber thing. But no, not me. No. I just continued to stick with it because I wanted to do it. And nothing makes me feel more cultured than sitting down and eating an Asian meal with chopsticks. Now, do you put on certain music for this as if you're in a... I don't really know what to search for. You know, all of a sudden it's like all harpsichord and... I'm sure Alexa could help you out. I play opium den music? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But no, I just kind of sat down and honestly yesterday I was very proud of myself because I cleaned my plate eating chopsticks. Oh, that's, that is dang impressive. And little Murphy wanted to try as well. Your daughter. Yes. Now, I have tried to... Coach my family in this as well. Yes. I'll never forget the time at Disney World. They have like all these different restaurants that have like themes. And we went to like Morimoto. He's an iron chef. Oh, yeah. He has a restaurant. Very famous. And I told my dad, I was like, hey, give these chopsticks a try. He picked up his chopstick and stabbed his dumpling <laughs> as if he were a caveman. Like it was a shish kebab. And he looked at me. He was proud for a second. He's like, hey, it's not bad. And I'm like, dad, it's, it's, not, it's not how chops. He's like, works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now, my question, though, is, and I want to ask this. I tried to text my friend last night. I have a one of my close friends is in the Marines, mm-hmm. and he's stationed in Asia. 
He's bouncing all over the place. He's like in Philippines, then Japan. Okay. And I want to ask him, if they sit down to a meal, do they have that one set of like forks in their right. drawer where it's like, hey, <laughs> hamburgers and hot dogs, let's sit down and grab your fork and try to eat quote unquote America. And do they have some sort of cheater like we do for chopsticks? <laughs> it just sits in their hand just right because they don't know how to hold it. And they're just like, I, I, I don't get it. And they're trying to use two of them to like clamp things. Like, no, no, just to stab and eat. And it almost get. I find that interesting, right? Like, yeah. We're all on this one planet. And when you take that step back on how big the universe is, how small we are. Yes. Yet these massive differences we have in a very simple way of living. Like, if we don't eat, we die, right? Yes. And you're on this side of the world, I'm on this side of the world, and we have totally different ways of going about it. That was one of the best Jerry Seinfeld jokes when he was talking about, I got to give it to the Asians. They're really sticking with the chopsticks. Uh, but He's honest, like, they've, they've seen the fork. When you get used to chopsticks, it's yeah. actually, in, like, have you ever seen, like, the cooks that use chopsticks when they're cooking? Well, for eating certain things, it's better. Like, yeah. When you eat sushi. It's just better because you can hold it better. You can dip it in the soy sauce better. Right. My daughter, my daughter must be super cultured because we, even when we make her top ramen, she likes to use chopsticks. There it is. She must be super fancy. Noodles are easier to eat with chopsticks as well. That's, that's a, that's the definition of a definition of a juxtaposition there. Cause you got the that's top. A lot of big words. Well, because, <laughs> and it's hard to say with this canker to sword say, too. I, really. I'm really on the edge here. But no, you, you got, you know, kind of trashy top ramen mm -hmm. with super sophisticated chopsticks. That's what just, and I, she won't eat it any other way. Good for her. She even puts a little soy sauce on it. I'm like, could you add more sodium to that already gut bomb that you're eating right there? Hey, watch yourself. <laughs> All right? <laughs> well, ramen is about the most salty thing you can buy. Look, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not above eating top ramen. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, it's a little on the salty side. And to add soy sauce to it, good grief. So if I brought a pair of chopsticks in here oh i'd i'd murder it you could use them i one time okay when i worked at the christian radio station in austin texas there was a sushi restaurant in the like in the first floor of where this place was yeah and we had a station manager who was asian he came there one time and he said kelly you're holding your chopsticks all wrong and i thought i was already crushing it with the chopstick i ain't never had no problem eating with chopsticks right he said, hey, you hold them all wrong. Move your hand this way. He said, all Americans hold them wrong. You're supposed to hold them this way. And it was a game changer. So, no, I, the, I can, dude, I can pick up a brick with chopsticks. The way I do it, you hold that bottom stick stationary, and right. then the top one is your attacker. But he said, we all hold them too far back is our problem. Hmm. He said, he sees it all the time. And it was a game changer. Give no. me some, I, I can pick up anything with a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> Now I'm intrigued. Sometimes I grab laundry with chopsticks. And just <laughs> <laughs> That's a weirdo. But he did it. Well, that that was just my moment last night. I just, I feel very fancy pants. For a guy who doesn't do it. Yeah. For a guy who will mail it in. And I, hey, at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. I was glad to see Murphy gave it a try. Now she quit. Three bites in. Hey, that's three more than she had before yesterday. Straight back to the spoon. But right. you know what? And by the way, I... I honestly think she may have just tried chopsticks to quote, quote unquote, drop her broccoli on the floor. Oh, yeah. Nice try, Murph. I'm ahead of you. Yeah. I'll just replace that. No, now you got to eat dirty broccoli. Yeah, no. Got a few hairs on it. <laughs> hey, it's my house. I got two dogs running around the house right now. Trust me. Oh, Nothing gross. hits that ground longer than <laughs> a half a second. <laughs> uh, should we do some history, my friend? Come on. Woo. That's a new one.
It's just the one that keeps coming up. I don't, Violet. <laughs> I'm not uh, choosing it or anything. All right. Uh, it was on this day all the way back in 1936 that this happened. Okay, I guess that's not working right so. now. Ohio State's phenomenal Jesse Owens again takes the spotlight as he sprints for the takeoff and the broad jump. And it's playing out of one speed. <laughs> That was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, especially for such a phenomenal moment. How well, dare you, sir? Well, okay, so Jesse Owens became the first American to win four gold medals at the Olympics on this day back in 1936. And just to give you an idea of how amazing that was, take all the political and that impact out of it. Yeah, That wasn't done again until the 80s when Carl Lewis did it. Was it that long? I mean, okay. Jesse Owens also, mind you, stuck it to Hitler. Like, oh, that's the best part. If you want to talk about the Mount Rushmore of American moments, Jesse Owens in the 1936 Olympics is up there. The fact that Nazi Germany, big time on the rise, this was Hitler's chance to stick it to the world and show him, hey, white people are better than all these other people combined. Yeah. And Jesse Owens struts in there and wins four gold medals. Now, here's a little known fact. I don't know if you know this or not. That fourth gold medal... He was a late replacement because the Americans had a Jewish sprinter on the relay team. Oh, I didn't know that. And Germany said, he's not allowed to run in this. Oh, my gosh. So the Americans said, fine. Jesse Owens is now running it. Yeah. And Jesse Owens skunked him. Right up the old Schwanska. Won the gold medal. Four gold medals right in Hitler's eye in his house. I'm telling you, you want to talk about holy cow moments. That is up there. Wasn't everyone also when they were bringing when all the countries were coming into the Olympic arena? Wasn't everyone supposed to have their flag dipped too? Or like their flag was supposed to be down, but America was like the only one that came in with our flag straight up or something like something, that. Yeah, there was something to that. I thought there was something with the flags too, where we were like, no, we're not, we're not dipping our flag to anybody. And Hitler wouldn't shake the hands of anyone but German. And like the Olympics said, hey, either you got to do it none or all. And so yeah. he said, fine, I won't do any. Yeah. And Jesse Owens. Still didn't matter. Won it and then waved at Hitler. Oh, man. I, I'm telling That's you. That's a great moment. Hey, my maybe it's just me today is about Jesse Owen. Let's go. Now, oh. is it about the fact that he lost his gold medals? No. Because he lost his gold medals, and I, I give Germany some credit here. They replaced them. And now his four gold medals are at the Ohio State University. Oh, that's cool. It is. I, I'm sorry. And again, I'm a Buckeye. So when you grow up in Ohio, right. you learn about Jesse Owens. To me, that in the 1936 Olympics is about as American as a moment you can get. Man. Jesse Owens is just a B.A. You said it, my oh. brother. Uh, it was on this day in 2004. <laughs> Boy, this is really taking a nosedive after all that. <laughs> in 2004. Mama, I'm just a duck, but I'm human. Donald Duck got his star on the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame. So who got that? I don't know. Or did they have some kids sure they had a Eight dollars an hour come out in the Donald Duck outfit. I'm sure they had that, but it's funny too when you learn like people like Christina Applegate just got one, or mm -hmm. like Ludacris just got one. It's like Donald Duck, a, f a fictional character, got his first. Did the guy who drew him get it? Wasn't that Walt Disney? No, I thought that was Hanna Barbera. No, that's a, Donald that's a different Duck. one. Donald yeah. Duck is Walt Disney. Okay, I think. How wouldn't you get tired of doing that voice? Oh, yeah. That'd have to hurt your mind. I always love when throat. people can do it, though. I always think that's a cool one to do. Uh, boy, talk about... Boy, we're really dragging down now. In 2005... You went from American hero... <laughs> to Canadian yeah. zero. 
Anyway, it's only because this song became so iconic that I bring this up. That it was on this day in 2005, Nickel Black blessed us with photographs. All right. What a jam. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Celebrating some birthdays today, Wood. When Detroit took the other Sanders, I saw a big grin come across your face. I was so happy. I was going, but I was kind of scared. I thought Detroit was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. (laughs) On layaway, uh uh-huh. Neon Dion Sanders. What a absolute character. And And he, he just had like a few toes removed, didn't he? Like. Yeah, he's dealt with some health issues here, and it, he claims it goes, and I'm not saying it's not true, but uh, turf toe injuries that he suffered as a player. Yeah. And it, it caused some issues. And I, he was outlandish, but you want to talk about one of the most supreme athletes we've ever had on this earth. Yeah. As hard as it is to be a Major League Baseball player, and then, oh yeah, by the way, he also became maybe the best cornerback ever to play the game. And now he's actually a pretty good college football coach. That's what I've heard. I love it, man. I think it's very cool. Definitely was in your face. He had his own style, but yeah. man, he made it work. How old is old Neon Dion? He's got to be like 50, 56 today. Of course you would get that one right Come on the on. nose, man. Also celebrating a birthday, some of the best pipes in Hollywood. I've never thought of myself as a kid playing Cowboys. But, you know, all that said... I don't know an actor that doesn't want to do a Western either. Sam Elliott celebrating a birthday today. I mean, you're talking one of the greatest voices ever, right? Yeah. James Earl Jones, Sam Elliott. That's ahead of the list. Steak. It's what's for dinner. I mean, think about the steak. He's also done truck stuff there for a long time. Now, I will say, once I was working the bar down in Georgia, I think I've told this story before. You thought you saw him? Well, no. Someone came in and said, hey, uh, do you have a private table? Sam Elliott wants to come in. And I was like, yo. I want to come into your establishment. Well, like, it was someone else. It was like a, it was a young lady who came in and says, you know, Sam Elliott wants to come in and everything. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I love Sam Elliott. Yeah. I was like, absolutely. You're cleaning it off yourself. Yeah, I was like, don't worry. We'll put him back in this back corner. You can see the UFC fight. You have a great time. And in walks a little dude in a duster. This dude couldn't have been more than 5'3". How tall is Sam Elliott? I, he ain't 5'3", I can tell you that much. <laughs> this guy came by. He was just all like straggly. And I thought to myself... He's really let himself go. That's not Sam Elliott's. Sure enough, we comped his entire bill. Really? He walked out, and as he was walking, I kind of turned to my manager. I was like, I, dude, I don't think that was Sam Elliott. I don't think it was either. <laughs> Good for him, but he's up there. I think he's got to be like 75. You're pretty close. Ooh. But, but you're a little bit low. <laughs> Sam Elliott is 79. Oh, all right. And honestly, I, I figured that out when I was watching, you know, like the ranch and stuff. And he's like yeah. as tall as Ashton Kutcher. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't think he was 5'3". <laughs> I think I got it took you that long to figure out. We, <sighs> we had that with Lil John one time at a nightclub. Like we had like we promoted Lil John's coming to Paradox nightclub after the show that's going on in Austin. And the dude that showed up, I'm like, There's, this isn't Lil John. Like, I, <laughs> I had met Lil John before. And I was like, this isn't even him. But yeah. I didn't want to say anything because I was like, there's going to be a riot if right. we... So we just kept him in the VIP. Like he had the chalice and everything. He's like, yeah! Oh, yeah! And I'm like, this isn't even this dude. Like, <laughs> and you call him Eric and he responds like, yeah, I mean, like I, I have a picture with him too. I have a picture with the real little John and then that imposter. And I'm like, dude, the difference is so obvious. And I think we paid that guy like five grand. To come to the club. <laughs> well, I don't feel so bad. I just comp that dude a plate of wings. <laughs> yeah. Someone texted in, yeah, hey, Sam Elliott, 6'2". That dude who walked in, 162. That's a tall man. Hey, maybe that's my new celebrity imitation when we do the Gold Ring game. Sam Elliott. So if it comes up today, that's who you're going to do? Yeah. All right.
There we go. A little tease. Oh, my. All right. Hey, we have, uh, of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.